podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I believe of the Disunomous Podcast. As usual, shout out everybody who listens to the previous episode of Trade War Season. Discussing what international trade is is very important because that's why we have food. <laughs> that's why most of the goods and the goods in our house exist. As well as the Trump versus China beef, which is something to look out in the near future. So make sure you have a look at that one. As well, before that I had one with regards to the beef between the UK and Russia, which is ongoing, and also a man-to-man with Mr. Exposed, also known as Keith, and Ed, also known as Pagan. Check that out. Um, very, very um, good episode. Quite a lot of people enjoy that. Talking about our experiences as um, young African men living in London while Keith came to Middlesbrough at first. I don't know what my man was doing there. But that's a story for another day. And talking about this, um, mental health, dealing with the masculine pressures our various career paths, racism, all that type of stuff. So make sure you check those episodes out. And other episodes, but I ain't going to list all of them. Anyway, yeah, we're back, episode 52. And this week, I'm going to talk family economics. Um, I think, really, I should have said family economics when I did the podcast on marriage, which was episode 36, Money, Marriage, or Wedding. So make sure you check that out. So this is the, well, unofficial part two but really officially part one of family economics. And this time I'm talking about what we all love and what we all once were is children. Me personally, I love children to bits. I have plenty of friends with kids, crazy people with just beautiful children and I love them to bits. But these beautiful things, which some of us once were, well, not all of us may have been as beautiful, (laughs) where were children, cost money. They cost Naira. And I don't really f- believe um, our generation, and I'm talking the people in their 20s, really understand how much kids cost. I'm sure you've spoken to your friends and family about, but I, w- I don't think people really take it in because I see people talk about, oh, I just want to, you know, sometimes I feel like having a baby. I'm freaking, what do you mean sometimes you feel like having a baby? Like, it, it's, it's not a Capri Sun. It's not something that you feel on a Monday you want to have. No, they're not toys, like, they are living human beings that cost money and not just small small money they cost a lot of money they are a very 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 expensive addition to your life i remember i saw a big um hoo-ha about a tweet a young lady put out about saying children's are burdens children are burden and everyone's angry but sometimes like i get a bit frustrated i'm like Listen, there's a dictionary. There's words. Words have meanings. We're in this new age where people are freestyling what words mean. People freestyle what racism means. People freestyle what stubbornness mean, which is one of my favourite ones. People all say, oh, you're stubborn. I'm not stubborn. I just don't buy what you say. <clears throat> the definition of stubbornness. Having or showing dogged determination to not change one attitude or position or something, especially in spite of good reasons to do so. So, if I don't have a good reason, if 
if you're telling me one plus one equals 75, I'm like, no, I don't believe equals 75. And you keep telling me that and I refuse to believe it. That's not making me stubborn. You just haven't given me a reason to change my opinion. And same way people freestyle the definition of racism. Oh, anyway, back to the point. The young lady said children are a burden, right? The definition of burden is very, very simple. And it does not change. It's the same. Burden, a load, typically a heavy one. See, the problem with people is that we let our emotions get in the way of our brains. And it's, and it's getting a bit tiring. When you're having discussions on topics, we should try to reduce how much emotion we put into it. Because sometimes putting emotion into our discourse can obviously yield good results. But we should reduce our emotion. We, we should reduce our emotion and heighten our logic and reasoning. Because that's the most pivotal thing. So the, if the young lady says children are a burden, people's emotion just makes... Because people usually have negative connotations and associations with the word burden. So if we can, how dare you say children are burden? So you're telling me a child having a child is not a load, or not a heavy load? Go speak to your mum. Go speak to your dad. And listen to this podcast, and you're going to find out how having a child is a heavy load. I'm a Christian. I believe having a child is a blessing from God. But some blessings are hard to handle. You feel me? Anyway, back to the podcast. The cost of having children. Yes, as I was saying before, children are something you should have willy-nilly. You should be very, very cautious and preferably family plan for the, the millions of reasons I'm about to give you now. Let me just throw in some quick facts for your head top. One of five mothers have returned to work earlier than expected due to the cost of having a child. So for, for the young ladies listening, um, thinking, yeah, I'm going to have a child like this and I'm going to come back at this time, blah, blah, blah. Think about that. 29%, so that's three out of 10. Parents' gross annual income, so that's the annual income before the tax man and student loan and whatever has finessed their cut. 30% of their gross annual income is spent on raising a child. Remember, I say economists usually say you should spend about 33% of your of your of your income on your accommodation so let's say you're even spending that and most people probably spend more than that a third of your salary is going to income a third of your salary is going to kids so that leaves your third of your, the, the remaining third to go on everything else a bit tight 44 percent. so four out of ten parents almost five out of ten parents are cutting back to make ends meet this is from a report in 2015. This is a madness. This is a madness. And to be fair, I'm sure my parents would be like, yeah, cutting back to make ends meet, that's part of being a parent. Which I understand to a point, which I also agree with to a, a particular point. But I've been, I don't believe as human beings we family plan enough. We don't family plan enough and that can have negative impact on the quality of life of not only your children, but you yourself as an adult. Well, I hope you're adult when you're having children, hopefully. Anyway. A study reveals... Oh, I should have retyped where this came from. Oh, no, I know where it came from. From the Trade Union Congress, TUC. Sorry, I'm an idiot. So, their study reveals that a couple with two, with two children need to spend £40,000 a year. £40,000. 40 stacks a year. If you have two kids that is absolutely bonkers 
spend, uh, spend uh, money leaving your account uh, 40 stacks if you have two children. So let's say if you're spitting the duties equally in terms of the financial responsibility, which in most families they don't, that's 20k. Ugh. For a single person, 18. Whew, 18. For a, if you're a lone parent with a child that is is preschool, so pre four years oldish, twenty six stacks. <laughs> a deposit. It's it's not cheap. It's, it's 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 they're not they're not toys. They cost. If you want a national minimum wage, no, or such a national living wage, which is around seven pound fifty now, which is due to go up, like next month. April, new financial year and that. And you are as a couple and you have children, you'll be £59 short of the income standard. And if you're a single parent, you'll be £67 short. And that's on a per week basis. You're, you're, you're below the, the standard for a decent standard of living. The trust of the cost of childcare for young children has raised, has risen more than 400% of wages since 2008. Why 2008? That was a financial crisis when our economy went. So since since our economy got panned, how much it costs in terms of childcare for young kids has gone up four times how much your salary has. Why is this significant? Well, if one of your largest costs, which could be roughly a third of your cost, has gone up four times, your salary, that means you have less disposable income and it's costing you more on a relative basis, which is very, very, very peak for um, parents in the UK. The TUC has signalled wages with those than with a one-year-old um, one or less rose in cash terms by 12%. So your salary in cash terms from 08 to 16 has gone up by 12%, but <laughs> childcare was up by 48%. So, a 48% increase in childcare in eight years. Absolutely crazy. And that's for the UK. You know, you know, man's from London, Northwest, don't know. And most of my listeners are from London. Sorry for the bias, but it's where it is. So, I like to always bring in London because London gives you a more like <laughs> ridiculous reality check. The increase in terms of childcare in relation to wages. And bearing in mind, London tends to be where the higher wages are. No, it is. Not even tends to be years. It's 740, 740% higher. So, the increase in childcare costs from 2018 to 2016 is 7.4 times greater than the increase in your salary. We are really suffering in this London, you know. We are really suffering. And the worst thing is, most parents, working parents with one-year-olds don't get any help from the state. So these are not even people who are like, you know, not working. And you know some people are not working for um, health reasons or whatnot. But some people, and you know some people just don't work because they're lazy bums. But these are people that are actually working, paying ta- some, paying taxes, contribute to the economy, and they're getting no help. Which is, which makes their lives very much difficult. Working single parents who work full-time if a one-year-old in nursery spend about 21% of their wages in childcare in 2016. Imagine 
a fifth of your wages is going on childcare, on nursery. A fifth. So think about how much you get on a monthly basis and just take off 20%. That's going straight. That's kind of a tax. A hefty one at that. Almost as hefty as um, your income tax. This is different from those families, those households that have one person full-time, one person part-time, usually the dad's full-time and the mother's part-time. This spend goes down to 14%, which is 7% less, but it's still very significant. Now, just to further highlight the cost from the lifetime of a child. So let's say go from zero to 17 years old. I looked at um, NatWest, they have a child calculator. I'll link it into the podcast so you can have a look and fiddle the figures. So you can work out how much your child might be costing you. Just for reference, so when they get to a certain age, you can say, yeah, you owe me money, my G, (laughs) run it back. But I want to break it, um, they broke it down between into three um, to four categories. Zero to 12 months, one to three years, four to 12 years, and the teenage years, 13 to 17. I'm going to just quote you some of the costs in the key categories and just prepare to be amazed. So in the first year of the child's life, this is on a yearly basis. Parents spend £6,000 on childcare. This is on average. £1,000 on food. £540 on toys. Imagine, they don't even know what they're doing. £240 on books. Can they even read? It's a pair of Yeezys, you know. Nursery furniture, so like cots and that type of stuff, £500. Now, between one to three years old, parents usually spend around 37k between one to three years old. Can you imagine? Anyway, childcare across this whole period will cost you 23,000 pounds. That's some people's salary a year, which works out to 7.6 thousand a year. Food costs you 2,000 pounds a year. Clothes cost you 970 pounds a year. Books, again, cost you 300 pounds a year. Can they barely, barely even read? Nursery furniture costs you 330 quid a year and toys cost you 300 quid a year. Craziness. So you can see that the cost of food has doubled. Cost of clothes, doubled. Books, gone up a little bit. Toys, dropped down a bit. Anyway, so between the ages of 4 to 12, so that's like really like, um, you know, primary school, and um, it, um, infants and primary school years. Childcare. Across this whole period, it costs you 70K. 70K. So, in fact, let me do the per year basis. S- s- costs you 7,700 7, pounds a year, childcare. Think of your yearly salary and, think, and take 7,000 pounds off it. 7,700 off it. The tax one, after tax, yeah? Because you're not paying them before you get taxed. Food, £2,500. Clothing, £960. Books, it's gone down, 120 Now you've got technology costs, 180 Toys, 360 Pocket money comes in, 261 I don't know what pocket money you're giving flipping 4 to 12 euros. I beg, tell them to go read their book. Anyway, now our teenagers. Now you've got adding transport because they're going to school, like secondary school, which is usually not always just down the road from you cost you £600 a year transport. Transport. That's like half a lot of our travel cards. And you're thinking, where are they even going? I'm not really taking a train like that. Food. 3000 a year. So it's gone up significantly from 
when they were in primary and infant school. Clothes, £1,440 a year, which again, it's gone up by like almost 50% from before when they were in the primary and infant school. Books, 120 roughly the same. The tech costs, £350, which has gone up like almost double that what it was when they were in primary and infant school. Then you've got toys. Comes out to £1,000. No, sorry. I'm going to talk about £600. I don't want to read in. Pocket money, £522. So it's even double. Because obviously now they're teenagers. They want to go out with their friends, play football, do sports. They go to secondary school. They need money. In total, NatWest estimates the average child from the age of zero, so the age from the age of conception up to the age of 17, will cost you £192,187.03. You could buy a house in certain parts of Essex and Surrey and the Midlands for that amount. That's that's one child. One child. Average. And you know in London, that's higher. Children are not something to be played with, people. Don't have children willy-nilly. Be responsible. Be responsible adults. Please, I beg you. Be able to provide your child a life that you will be happy with. Yeah? They're not they're not a joke. They cost money. Take that responsibility seriously. And if you're shirking on responsibilities, pull up your pants and get on with life. No I haven't met a single child that asked to be here. Not not one. Why did I have that power? You already knew that. But yeah, do you know what I mean? Do better. They're not a joke. And please be prepared. Family plan. And that's one thing that uh wealthy people usually have in common that they plan families whereas us people in the working class we don't really have that family planning and then the costs slap us in our face left right and centre and it makes our lives more difficult makes our children's lives more difficult and we kind of stay in a cycle of of course mixing the other exogenous, exogenous factors but that's just reality now I'm going to talk about how child care not child care sorry how children and their costs affect certain segments of our life so let's talk about accommodation first and foremost The Department of Education found that prices are 8% higher near the best-performing primary schools and 6.8% higher the best-performing secondary schools. So, for those who are looking to buy houses in the future or have houses now, I'm assuming you, your my listeners want to be half-decent parents and want their kids to go to pretty good schools. The better the school... And you, want, and you want you to have your house near near to your school so you can take your child to school, your child to go walk to school, etc. The better the school, the more expensive the house you're going to get is going to be. Imagine adding 8% onto a price that's already ludicrous, especially for us living in London. Property experts actually say that schools impact houses in a similar vein to high-speed broadband or transport links. <laughs> no more said. The Department of Education said that the top 10% of primary schools in London will add £39,000 to the set, to that nearby home value. 39000 40 stacks added on. Oh, if you want to be to one of them, very, very good schools. Let alone, you already know that, obviously, if you have a child, you're probably going to need at least a two-bed or three-bed. Renting a two or three-bed costs squalor. It's not the same as you could get a room, a pretty decent room for 
I haven't rented for a while. I've been able to get pretty decent rooms for pretty good value. So let's say you're saying you don't want to spend more than six, seven, eight hundred pounds on a room. Cool. It's a lot different. You have to buy the whole house, which is I've been renting out the whole house, which is two to three bears. You're talking four figures if you're living in London. Let's talk about schooling. Quite a lot of people I speak to, we're doing all right for ourselves, young professionals, and most of us want to have our sent our kids to private schools so to go, to kind of increase their chances of having a successful life and a more safer life, etc. etc. Let me tell you that this private school thing no be joke. Yeah? May twenty seventeen. Private school costs on average fourteen thousand pounds a year. An AP. I can't lie when I read that thinking I might just send my school my kids <laughs> to public school and let me just go ice out my wrist because really and truly fourteen grand a year. Now think about fourteen grand in relation to your salary and remember I said that's after tax because you're not paying them pre-tax don't work like that yeah roughly 650,000 kids are in private school and then you think about the population in the UK which is like close to 80 million 80-70 million shows how exclusive in these kids a private school is and I've just told you the reason why cost 14 tax a year on average boarding school fees however are even higher this is per term, not per year, per term. For a day for a day attendee to a boarding school per term is six grand. And if you're boarding, almost eleven grand, ten point seven thousand pounds per term. That makes it eighteen thousand pounds per year to today attend a boarding school and thirty two thousand pounds per year for a boarding school like you actually board there that's a good salary in, in London you know that is a good and that's before tax I know many of you who listen to this might not even earn 32k a year and it's not even as an insult but this is just to show you how ludicrous these prices are and if we have and if you I'm sure a lot of my listeners are young people with ambitions for their children you've got to be thinking about these costs and how we're going to afford them or if we can actually afford them, if it's realistic for us. And I hope for many of you it is. In the past 25 years, consumer prices have actually risen 200%. But private school fees have risen 550%. So I'm one of twice as high, almost three times as high. It's not a joke. Private education, from back to front, so let's say from four, so moment you come out of nursery, to um, end of secondary school, so that's 14 years, on average cost £286,000 so to put your child through private schooling from back to front cost you a two-bed house on the outskirts of London roughly you're paying this cash not getting the bank to loan you some of you might take out loans but that's how much you're handing over so is this what you want to do as a parent better get to saving even if you're like a 19-year-old, 18-year-old, 20-year-old listening in university now, better start saving a bit of that sort of learning and getting a, and a bit of your Saturday job or whatnot. Save, 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 because life is expensive. Children are flipping expensive. It's not a joke. Nursery. <laughs> when my boys tell me about this, I just my head starts to hurt. And it's over for my own children. Facts, which are the Family and Child Care Trust, 
Last month, they detailed how much part-time nursery for two years is double the rate of inflation. That's the increase. Part-time nursery works out to £122 a week. So imagine every week you're paying £122. £6,300 a year for part-time nursery on average in the UK. So again, as I said, take that out of your salary. Now, think about us poor, poor Londoners. On a weekly basis, £184. So imagine dropping £184 a week, rude boy. That's almost 10 grand a year, £9,500 a year. As I said before, take that out of your salary. And even forget private school, because that's still coming years to come. So even by then, your salary's even going up small, small. Sure. Imagine being a 21-year-old and you're having to try to fork this out. Especially if your parents can't really help you and you're still trying to work full-time. And your parents can't like look after your kids for you. Don't put that pressure on yourself if you don't have to. This is very damaging to families with lower incomes and younger kids. They pay the highest price for childcare and they have the least support because obviously there's no government, rural government support. So government has this 30 hours a week free childcare scheme, but it's really complex. It doesn't really help a lot of people that have this issue. And another thing to think about is maternity leave. Ladies, listen to this podcast if you don't have children yet and you're and you work, you're not like um, self employed or you're not a creative, you're not a trapper or whatever you are. Listen please. When you go for jobs, make sure you find out what the maternity package is. Because it is crucial. Different jobs have different maternity packages. Let's say you're going for two jobs, one's 40k, one's 42k. But you might not know that the 42, the 40k job maternity package is way better than the 42k job. And if you're planning on having children, and you're planning on having children whilst you're in, excuse me, whilst you're likely to still be in that job, it's probably beneficial to you, you, you really consider, is that extra 2k worth it? Which is probably not, especially when you think about how much it works out after tax on a monthly basis in terms of cash flow look into it because the current maternity um payers is as follows so in fact let me give you smp statute 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 statutory excuse my english statutory maternity pay which is smp is paid for up to 39 weeks you get 90 percent of your average weekly earnings before tax so how much you earn before tax, you get 90% of it, which is pretty good, for the first six weeks. This is what you're entitled to as a bare minimum by law, yeah? That's for the first six weeks. For the remaining 33 weeks, yeah, you get either £140.98 or 90% of your average weekly earnings. And you only get the 90% if it's lower. So whichever one's lower, that's what you get. Do you know how mad that is? Do you know how mad that is? So let's say yeah, you're a young lady earning £2,300 after tax and you have no outside help from the father, God forbid, and family and whatnot. And the job you're at gives you SMP, statutory, statutory maternity pay. So your first six weeks, you're getting 90% of your average weekly earnings of your 2500 Let's say it works out to whatever. Yeah. Then after that, for the next 33 weeks, 
you're getting a hundred and forty pounds and ninety eight pence. And if you work out like it's a salary, you're actually taking in like six hundred and ten pounds a month. Bearing in mind I said the young lady's salary before was two thousand five hundred. So if you're getting a basic, you're losing one thousand nine hundred pounds. Just like that. So not only you need to be prepared to have a child, just in case you expect the worst, so you have enough money saved up beforehand to kind of negate that potential loss, but also look at the jobs that you're going for and what's their maternity pay. Because some companies do very, very good schemes, which is a lot more generous. And some do just do the basic. Some do like not not that much better. So make sure you have a look at that. So as a young, as a young woman, in my opinion, when you're going for a job, if you have any um interest in having a child or if you're the type of person that if you just had a child um that was unplanned you'll keep it you must consider their benefits package you must consider maternity pay package in your decision it is fundamental because as i said children don't choose to be here so we, we need to stop excuses with giving children substandard lives because they're expensive like we didn't know now you know yeah and also i want um people to have to be prepared and make good job decisions so yeah there you have it i want to give people a reality check children cost money family plan save prepare and obviously if you already have children then obviously my podcast is just like yeah we already knew this type of stuff or maybe you didn't really take in the costs but maybe um i hope to do a podcast in the coming future with people who have families who are doing pretty well and how they manage to save money and cut down on costs and different types of things they did and how their family planned so look out for that near future but yeah please stop talking about children like they're toys they're not toys they're human beings and they cost money as i said they're a burden a good burden in my opinion they're a good lot to have because they're just beautiful and, and they will keep life going if we weren't children there's no children we, we don't exist you know what i mean simple as that but yeah thank you for listening Please, if you like this podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on SoundCloud. Um, you can give a review on Apple Podcasts, just type in Dysonomics, drop a five star preferably, but whatever stars you feel like. You might even write some words, just search Dysonomics and do as you please, but preferably five stars, please, I beg. Um, also, download the podcast, because that helps boost my ratings for whatever reason. And also, when you're going underground and in trains and stuff, or you might not have wife, um, might have connectivity for every reason my podcast is still there that's why i think it's better than better than sound like that also tell your friends recommend your podcast play in your house let your mommy listen your dad or whatnot you feel me also you can find me on twitter um it is i can't remember at d1 synomics so dysonomics but the first i is one and i'm on insta dysonomics hello at dysonomics for bookings i spoke at event last week actually let me shout out cycle very pleasant people put on a great event called Man Up which I spoke at last week I'll probably tweet some pictures of some videos and footage I can find some um, so big up then doing great things and yeah that's it God bless
Social Podcast Network.